0: The Carolina Outdoors is now in session. Come on in. The listening is fine. Bill barty on this side of your radio dial.
1: And Wes Lawson on the other side of your radio dial, if you have a radio dial.
0: So many people may not, even because the podcast highlights of the Carolina Outdoors is alive and well. We're glad for those of you who are listening that way uh, to subscribe and listen. And all the rest of you who may be going to work early on a Saturday morning, going out to play early on a Saturday morning or doing some early chore in between. The airways of WBT blast us up and down the eastern seaboard from 5 a.m. to 6. We're glad that you're listening, whatever your pursuit is. This segment of the Carolina Outdoors is brought to you by the G3 waders, the long underwear, and the fishing gloves available from Sims Fishing Products, all there at Jesse Brown's. The headquarters for Charlotte Sims Project, as well as at jessebrowns.com. Shop in and fish comfortably. And, Wes, with that being said, fishing comfortably is something for us to talk about because fishing does not stop during the month of January.
1: It doesn't, you know, and people think that once it gets cold, uh, somehow the fish disappear. They maybe go on a vacation, they go to Florida. I don't know. But this is a great time in the Carolinas to be fishing, whether it's mountain trout, bass, panfish, or heading to the coast, I might make the case, I will make the case, this is a better time to be fishing when it's about catching fish than in the summertime when we think that's a great time to go fishing.
0: Well, and it's funny because weather does uh, correlate a little bit. In the north, uh, many times, bass are accustomed to the lower temperatures. So this warm water fish, the largemouth bass, one of the uh, leaders of freshwater sport fishing, um, can stay healthy uh, as far as activity goes year-round. But in the South, when cold weather comes like this, it's a cold, cold temperatures will sit it down. It'll become a little bit more lethargic, not move as much. Its tolerance is not as great for the cold water. So with that, we have to change it up a little bit. Now, Chris Hart is our Sims Mm -hmm. fishing rep from Southeast Trading. And we had a little bit of a chance, opportunity, if you will, to talk with him. He's a previous bass pro. So he made his living on the tournament schedule, traveling all over the U.S. bass fishing. So we asked him for a few insights on his success catching bass in the winter.
2: Yeah, sure, Bill. Um, You know, this is one of my favorite times of year to fish. Uh, If you can find a little bit of a warm spell, you can get out there and uh, really enjoy some outside time without having to battle with everybody else, like in the spring and summer when the lakes get crowded. So yeah, you know, wintertime fishing is pretty simple. You look for a really vertical structure uh, like bluff walls, the ends of bluff walls, um, any place that the fish can suspend or move up and down in the water column quite a bit. And, uh, you know, essentially your choice of baits in the conventional world, um, would be float and fly blade baits, deep running crank baits. Um, I still like a swim bait in the winter time as well. And, uh, your bigger profile jigs and stuff like that, working them on the ledges. And also basically, you know, using, utilizing the float and fly and some of the swim bait stuff to target the fish that are suspending out off those ledges.
0: So those are good insights from Chris Hart. You know, it's always
1: good to hear from Chris. I mean, he does, like you said earlier, have quite the pedigree there, having been one of the few fly fishing competitors in the Bass Pro Tour. He knows what he's talking
0: about. He does, and of course now he travels the southeast purveying fine goods like Sims products that we have at Jesse Brown's. In fact, Sims is the last domestic wader manufacturer that there is all of that has gone you know overseas uh, manufacturing and, and that, except in Bozeman, Montana, which has got a, getting a lot of insight through cable shows and downloaded shows. Uh, uh, Yellowstone mm-hmm, is having mm-hmm. a great play uh, in the outskirts of Bozeman, but in the town of Bozeman, Montana, there is still a waiter manufacturing plant owned by Sims. Some of the finest waiters made in the world come out of there. And uh, Chris is showing places like us, Jesse Brown's that. But with that, we wanted to focus in on bass fishing. And we wanted to ask him a little bit more detail about the lure movement here in the wintertime. Are we trying to just move the lures around a little bit? Or do we need to put it right in front of these fish's faces for an aggression strike at least?
2: You know, it's a little bit of both. You can move them. Uh, you know, the classic jerk bait fishing in the winter time, and uh, you know the the jig fishing and stuff like that is. To, the larger profiles are to kind of pique some interest in the winter time, get them to come over and look at it, and you just have to make your movements and your and you know be a really purposefully slow because the fish's metabolism is slowed down. So anything that looks like it's a little bit too much work for them to, to go after and try and catch and pin down um, is probably not worth the calories they would expend going after it. So um, yeah, just keep your movements slow, work the bait slow, but um, you know, work all the levels of the water column because sometimes those fish are down on the bottom. Sometimes they come up real shallow to feed or sun. And a lot of times they just suspend out in the middle of a, uh, you know, in the middle of the water.
0: So, Wes, with that being said, a lot of our clients who are heading out to different lakes across the southeast, and of course we have prominent lakes that people are fishing in the wintertime right here in the Charlotte area, a big question is, deep or shallow? Well, you
1: know, that's always a question when it comes to fishing, but especially for bass. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about where bass might be, where they like to hide, where they feed, and where they spawn but it's really going to be a temperature, a weather, and climate kind of scenario depending on the water in
0: which they live. The water in which they live and also the warmth that they are getting mm-hmm. in these cold weather mm-hmm. months. So we asked Chris to go into detail on where the fish are getting their warmth. Is it just from the sun or is it also from structure?
2: Yeah, and that's that's really why the... Uh, in my opinion, wintertime fishing for bass is really all about that vertical structure because they like to have something you know next to them. So if they're twenty feet deep, but there's still a little bit of a ledge there on a on you know a vertical bluff wall, they have something to kind of relate to as that structure. So that's why those are my big wintertime uh, you know probably the number one place that I like to fish is bluff walls in the winter.
0: So much of it is not just about the fish. A lot of it has to do with the fishermen or the anglers to open it up to everybody. So here we are talking to a former professional bass fisherman about how to catch these bass. But oftentimes it's about us sitting in a boat or, or, or chasing across a lake. How do we stay warm? Well, that's a great question. and
1: it, And I think... There's got to be a solution in a place like Jesse Brown's Outdoors, and it's like anything else in the outdoors. It's going to be about layering properly. You don't have to be big and bulky with all of your clothes, but the right couple of layers, including the right socks, go a long way. And if I'm going on the water bill, no matter where it is in the time of year, I'm going to have the right polarized sunglasses to start with, and from there down, I'm going to be looking at those good base layers like Sims has or Icebreaker or Patagonia, and I'm going to build
0: from there. Are you a cold water bass fishing pro?
1: You know, I could be uh, in a different lifetime.
0: Uh, <laughs> if not, you are an outfitter. That's the voice of Wes Lawson, GM of Jesse Brown's on hand here on the Carolina Outdoors. I'm Bill Barty, longtime host of the Carolina Outdoors. We come in each week to break down four different listening segments for you. Hopefully along the way, you'll learn about a place to go, a thing to do, or the people that are making these things happen. Wes, you just hit it on the head as we talk about wintertime bass fishing. Oftentimes we're talking about fly riding. We're talking about going to the mountains, going to Montana, going to the Bahamas, going to Belize, or somewhere. But right now we're talking about catching bass in the wintertime. And on that topic, I think you covered it as layers proper equipment, how to be prepared for being out there and enjoying um, our Carolina outdoors bass fishing in wintertime. Let's find out what Chris Hart said when he was asked about advice on staying warm for us anglers.
2: Absolutely. You know, um, the number one reason that people get cold in the wintertime fishing in the southeast is just basically being unprepared. And, you know, making sure that you have uh, the simple things to be safe, but also just the simple things so that you can enjoy your day and spend uh, spend the few hours of daylight that we have in the wintertime out there actually fishing and enjoying yourself. So make sure and layer, you know, um, layer with a good base layer, um, long underwear type stuff, and then have another mid layer that you can easily shed if you get warm, but uh, will also keep you, you know, keep you a little bit warmer if uh, that wind on the lake picks up or you know the wind chills a real deal and when you when it's 55 degrees out in the winter time and you get a 10 mile an hour wind um guess what if you sit out and all day long you're going to be pretty chilly so um having a good outer uh you know rain waterproof type um rain suit you know we we make them from 200 or i'm sorry 400 for the set up to $1,200 for a set of them, Uh, you know, and they're actually all really, really good and really good at keeping you dry and keeping those, uh, those layering pieces underneath you dry, which are gonna keep you warm. Another thing, I love, and this isn't a company plug or anything like that, but, uh, you know, the hot hands hand warmers, I love (laughs) them. I always use them. Um, And if if you fish with kids at all, make sure even even in the spring that you have hot hands hand warmers because they'll make your, completely make your day a lot easier.
0: Good insight from Chris Hart of Sims Fishing Products, also the leader and owner of Southeast Trading who purveys Sims Fishing Products in fine establishments Just like Jesse Brown's Outdoors. That's where Wes Lawson and Bill Barty, that's where we hang our hat through the week. Outfitting people for different pursuits. Helping them be comfortable whatever those pursuits. Each in their own individual pursuits is what we are catering to. You can visit us there in the Sharon Corners Shopping Center. Or you can check us out at jessebrowns.com. This portion of the program is brought to us by the Sims Fishing Products, available at Jesse Browns. And, Wes, I did this to you last week. I did it to TJ last week as well. For those of you who want to go back and listen, Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors is available wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and on and on mm-hmm. if you're not up early listening to us via the airways of WBT. But, Wes, I put it to you. I put it to TJ, the coldest place that you had been, I kind of put it to Chris, the coldest place he had gone fishing, but I think he finked out on his answer. Yeah, so I mean, where? how cold have I been? Is that what you're asking me? Well, I, we brought it up last week a, a bit, uh, uh, um, yeah, but, uh, and I don't want to surprise, because I can remember, I, I'm not going to give a fancy answer, it was a it was a coldest place i'd been tj said clover south carolina i mentioned going uh, maybe it was a trip an inversion ski trip where it was warmer on the mountain than it was in the valley which is opposite of normal um i will tell you the coldest i had been fishing is not extravagant at at all it was in brevard north carolina and i had to lay my rod down in the water Mm Mm-hmm to melt the guides because they would ice up yeah. as soon as the air temperature hit. I don't know if you have one to put you on the spot. Do you have a coldest memory?
1: Oh yeah, yeah for pitching? sure I mean so you know in college I worked in a dude ranch in Wyoming in the Bighorn mountains <laughs> uh, and, and it gets cold but you know it also gets hot in the summertime but I was I got there early second week in May and the um, it was cold enough bill that the the water, in the toilet bowl would freeze <laughs> every night uh sustained like single digit temperatures for a couple of weeks and by middle of june you know you're taking off your layers but i had to go to a ranch supply place and buy multiple pairs of carhartt coveralls to where like i put on two pairs of co- like, like insulated bibs and then coveralls over top because i'd never been that cold for so long
0: well and that is i had a, no heater that is beautiful insight um for the appreciation that we have here in the Carolinas, where you can fish 12 months, yeah, would you do activities we, so like yeah, fishing? So, yeah, we would
1: fish because we had a spring-fed creek. Actually, it was a runoff creek uh, from the Cloud Peak Wilderness that had not fully frozen, so you wouldn't have to get in the water. I, could, I mean, I could jump over parts of that creek. Um, but, yeah, the you know, if you had a three-weight rod, your, your islet guide would be frozen. So you ended up kind of you ended up kind of fishing more like uh, they call it euro now, but we had to do that because the reel would be frozen. It was fun for a minute.
0: Our guest Chris Hart, who we had a chance to speak to, has lived all over the country. I mean, he's lived from East Tennessee to South Dakota. One of the coldest places has to be in the U.S. That's
1: American Siberia.
0: He spent a decade or two in Bozeman, Montana now he lives in middle tennessee a nice mild climate so i asked chris what's the coldest place that he had gone fishing
2: oh that would be ice fishing up north and uh you know that's that's a whole whole different uh different way to keep warm they build houses and we have shanties and huts and stuff like that but i when i moved back to the south i left all that long behind me
1: and you know bill that's interesting because chris when he lived out there played on an amateur hockey team with some <laughs> yeah. of the guys who I worked with at that ranch in the Bighorn Mountains.
0: I got to ask you, that was that a cop-out answer? You know, it was a little bit of one. He didn't quite get there. He, he, his answer was ice fishing in the north. But word on the street that ice fishing is a big fake-out because yeah. they do build these little huts and cabins and shelters. And then they hook up generators with televisions and heaters. I've seen grumpy old men. I know how this works. So, so was that a cop-out answer from our fishing pro, Chris
1: Hart? I think it was because, you know, the temperature outside <laughs> of the shanty is a lot different than,
0: than at the point of fishing. Shame on the interviewer. I had him cornered and I let him off the hook because I was not going for 75 degrees inside a shelter. I was looking for some negative 20 South Dakota story with polar bears <laughs> chasing me to stay warm. Not this cop-out ice fishing in the north. So, I'll come. I'll, I'll have to come back. To this that. would be
1: a good time to ask any of our listeners if you have been cold fishing. Let us know. You can hit us up on social media, Jesse Brown CLT on Facebook or Instagram, or you can email Bill at jessebrown.com and tell him how cold you've been.
0: <laughs> yeah, participate. We're glad that you are. Uh, last but not least, take a listen. We had Chris Hart from Southeast Trading in. He brings Sims fishing products over to us at Jesse Brown's, helps uh, uh, tutor and um, teach us about this product, that using Gore-Tex in their waders, using uh, EcoTread on their outsoles of their wading boots to prevent the spread of parasites, but more importantly, keeping us warm and not falling down and getting wet. That's what Sims really does. He spent a bunch of years fishing for bass um, on the tour, if you will, as a professional we asked him if he had any future tourneys coming up, especially in wintertime.
2: You know, I'm, most of the tournaments that I that I fished in the past were mostly spring, summer, and fall tournaments. Um, you know, it's 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 a little bit more of a uh, of a safety issue in the wintertime, having all those boats out on the water and stuff like that. So I focus mostly on on mid season. Most of the winter winter season um, for me is just for fun fishing.
0: Well, thanks to Chris Hart from Sims for joining Wes Lawson, Bill Barty. That's a little look into wintertime bass fishing.
1: You know, next time we get Chris around, we need to talk to him about some of the celebrities he has happenstance bumped into and taken fishing throughout his life because he is a
0: uh, he's a storyteller. I know a couple of them. We'll have to get into detail. Sam Elliott, we mentioned earlier, Bozeman and uh, Yellowstone, that shows uh, having a lot of popularity mm-hmm. for a lot of viewers, and it's uh, located there, Ranchers in Montana, uh, but Sam Elliott was one of the people who came in who went fishing with him. We get him to go into detail with that. Uh, also, he now lives in Middle Tennessee, which we all know is the home to a lot of country music singers. So he spends a lot of time fishing and playing music because that's another little sideline that he does with people that we get to hear on the radio every day. He knows in a mm-hmm. different light mm-hmm. um, as anglers sportsmen and people pursuing things outdoors
1: it'd be a lot of fun you know it's always good having chris around he's a great uh, representative of his industry and one of the things i like about that bill is the things you mentioned about sims they're not making these changes just because they're making changes to the product because sportsmen and outdoors folks really do respect the waters in which we fish
0: well and here on the carolina outdoors we want you to have success in whatever your pursuit is you can contact us seeking out that success with our support at jesse browns outdoors also check us out at jesse browns.com we're taking people out fishing all the time providing advice for fishing around the world and travel around the world and we have access to people just like chris hart who was able to share his wisdom from the years he's had pursuing bass and other things in our carolina outdoors and beyond let's take a quick break he's wes lawson i'm bill Barty you're listening to the Carolina outdoors.